What's up, everyone, and welcome to the School District Podcast. My name is Adam. Welcome. This is my podcast. I'm the host, and I really hope you enjoy all the conversations I have with educators all over the world. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and share your favorite conversations with colleagues or anyone you think would enjoy. If you're looking for a book to read, I've written four Kids Deserve It, Run Like a Pirate, Empower Our Girls, and Teachers Deserve It. As you can imagine, they are all available on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And if you'd rather listen to the words than read them, Kids Deserve It is also on Audible as an audiobook. And if you're looking for a keynote speaker for some professional development or a kickoff with your staff or a conference, I would love to work with you. I've given well over 300 keynotes all across across North America with breakout sessions, coaching, leadership strands, ed tech, you name it, and I would love to work with you. You can email me directly, adamwelcome at gmail.com, or you can go to my website, mradamwelcome.com, for more information about speaking and also my other podcast and blog. Dr. Sherry Kioski, welcome to the podcast. Why, thank you, Adam. I'm super excited, first time on a podcast, we have Sherry, first timer. I know you're gonna crush it, I'm super excited. Principal in Delaware, Caesar Rodney High School. You have got quite a background. Kindergarten principal, now you're at the high school. I got so many questions for you, Sherry. Before we get in there, for the people out there that don't know who you are, introduce yourself, give us a little background and tell us how you got to where you are now. Um, I am in my 29th year as a um, public school educator. I spent 10 years as a teacher and an instructional coach, and I'm in my 19th year of school administration. Um, in 2014, I was Delaware's elementary principal of the year, and in 2019, I was Delaware's secondary principal of the year. Um, to the best of my knowledge, I think I'm the only person that's been recognized at both levels. Um, what's kind of neat is that lots of the kids that I saw when I was our district's kindergarten principal, I now get to see at the high school. So um, in a lot of instances, I see you on your first day of school. And <laughs> I, am the, I am the last person you shake hands with when you get your diploma and you become an official alum of here. Yeah, you're like, I remember in kindergarten when you bit that kid or when you were throwing Play-Doh or, right? It's kind of like a good, uh, a good full circle. Absolutely. Or they remember things that I don't. Um, and, you know, they'll, they'll kind of come back and say some stuff. So it, it's kind of neat. Um, and I've got lots of kids that they want the they want the photo op at graduation because we've got the photo of them with a when they were five and now they're now they're 18 and ready to conquer the world. Well, it's kind of funny also probably for you to see that before and after you're like, oh, gosh, I have some more gray hairs. I got, you know, right, just because it's been <laughs> it's been quite a while. I've, uh, I've done that with uh, with students. Well, hey, quite an accomplishment NDP for elementary and for secondary. It's enough just to get it for one. I know the process is is arduous and there's so many amazing leaders out there. So, again, congratulations. Uh, but what do you love most about being a principal, Sherry? Um, I honestly, I, I love the relationships that you get to forge with students and their families, um, especially in the role that I've seen, you know, in terms of bookending this experience. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of families in the community and I've gotten to know them over time. Um, and I do think that there is a trust element there. And lots of people have said, I really appreciate the fact that you're going to, I know you're going to take care of my kid. Um, 
And my own family members attend school here in terms of, I have a nephew who graduated last year. I have another nephew who's a freshman now um, operating under the philosophy that if you want your own family to have a good experience, every kid is someone's family member. So making sure that it's, it's positive for them as well. Yeah, hundred percent. So I love what you said about relationships and I hear that all the time. What are your, what are your top favorite ways to build relationships with kids or, or with your staff or with, with the community? I mean, you've been doing it for almost 20 years. You've got to have some favorite ways. And I, I asked that because we know, I, I think relationships are at the forefront of everything that anybody does, no matter what your industry is. Um, but I do also feel like people struggle with it. So uh, what, are, what are some top ways that you've found that really, really stick and that people really like? Um, I, I think when it comes to kids and staff, you have to create a culture of care. And I think people knowing that, like, you know them. Um, we know a lot of times that pe people's personal struggles will bleed into that workspace, whether it's a student in class or a, a teacher trying to manage that class. Um, so I think accessibility becomes important. Um, do people feel comfortable calling you early in the morning or late at night? Um, if something's happening with their own family, they have to take care of that before they can take care of kids in a classroom. Um, a kid feeling comfortable enough or a family feeling comfortable enough to share what those struggles are. Um, so I think just being open, being accessible, and I think being visible. I think people seeing you at lots of different um, places and, and spaces. Um, I tell my administrative team, I'm the principal when I'm pumping gas and I'm the principal when I'm grocery shopping and, um, and you will be approached in those public spaces. Um, we live in a community that um, very much wants to get to know um, who their leaders are and have access to them. So I think that's important. Yeah, that's super important. So I'm curious, a question I get all the time is people just ask me for advice or recommendation. They are a teacher or maybe they're an instructional coach like you used to be and I, I was at one point too. And you wanna you wanna make that jump to the assistant principalship or they're in the assistant principalship and they wanna get a principalship. What advice do you have for people that are just looking to get into site-based school leadership? You've been doing it for a long time. I'm sure you've been on the other end of the, of the interview table interviewing candidates. What have you seen? What advice would you you have? I, I think people need to recognize you don't have to have all the answers. That's why you work with a team. <laughs> you will um, not have all the answers. And I, I think understanding that the only decisions we have to make right away are in regards to safety. Hmm. You know, other things we, we can sometimes pump the brakes a little bit and say to people, I haven't considered that, or I need some time to research that, or, you know, um, that's a powerful perspective I've never thought of before. Hmm. So I think I think a, an administrator has to humble themselves and realize they're not the smartest person in the room. Um, when I got into the game, um, I had taught third grade and I became the district's kindergarten principal. There is nothing harder than making me illiterate. <laughs> literate. <laughs> um, and, you know, one of the pieces of advice given to me is figure out who your rock stars are and go watch them. Mm. ask them tons of questions. Um, the same thing happened when I, I came here to the high school. Um, I have 16 different departments. I don't know how to lead the marching band or coach the wrestling team or direct a play. Um, I have to trust those people to do that and do it well. I think the question I have to ask is, what do you need from me and how can I help you? Mm -hmm. And I think people have to realize anyone getting into this game 
leadership is service. And if it's beneath you to do grunt work, then you really shouldn't get into the game. I can't tell you how many times I've cleaned cafeteria tables and I've mopped things and I've delivered supplies. Like um, we're all here to kind of make the school go. So you got to be willing to do the things that make it go. And Sherry, that's why you've been NDP elementary and secondary, um, 100%, 100%. So I read a lot. I know you do and you hear a lot. Oh, this and that. This is so bad. This is so bad in education. The flip side of it is what are you most excited about right now in education? Um, you know, one of the, the pieces of advice I give to new teachers when they're hired is that every day we need to be able to put something in the win column. And sometimes what we put in the win column is small. And then sometimes what we put in the win column is big. Um, right now, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Um, two kids came to pick up their graduation gown today um, that have really struggled. You know, they're, they're both fifth year um, high school seniors. Um, but to know that they've accomplished something that was really hard. Um, to know that in this case, like in one student's case, He's the first one in his family to graduate from high school. I think those are the kind of things and those are the moments we have to remember why, why we come to work every day. Um, you know, so I do. I think you have to ask yourself, what's my why? We did this activity with the staff a couple of years ago where we actually had them paint and create their why and display it in their classroom. And mine says, I want every day to be better for everyone. Like, so make today better than yesterday. Um, we have to figure out how we do that. Yeah, you should be excited about finding those amazing stories and those amazing mm -hmm. accomplishments. And if you can't find them, you're not looking hard enough because mm -hmm. because they are 100% there uh, in front of you. What what are you reading right now? Uh, we love talking about books on the podcast, Sherry. Or if you are so busy because it's the end of the year <laughs> and you haven't been reading, do you have a favorite leadership book that you've read over the years that you always recommend to new admins or just anybody in general? Um, you know, I, rec I I read a lot of John Gordon's material, just kind of talking about like the energy buffs and soup and, you know, like what are the ingredients you're mixing in and are, do people, are they on the right seat on the right bus? Um, I think those things become universal. Um, I'm, when I'm recommending to new teachers to read is like Todd Whitaker's piece about what great teachers do differently, what great principals do differently. Um, that's what I kind of tell people to take a look at if they're thinking about getting into the admin game. Um, Cause again, the titles are formalized, leadership's mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, you just said Todd Whitaker and I was telling somebody the other day, they just got a new admin job and they're like, uh, you know, what's what book should I read? And the first school education-based leadership book that I ever read when I was like, 30 years old was um, what great principals do differently. And um, I actually know Todd, I need, I'm, I'm, I'm going to send him a message because I need to get him on the podcast because he's like mm -hmm. the godfather ish. Yeah. I, I maybe, maybe I won't. Sorry, Todd, you're not the godfather, but you know, you've been doing this for a long time. You've written a lot of mm -hmm. books. So maybe that is a title that we should uh, bestow on him. I'm going to get him on the podcast. Sherry, who is someone that is on your staff that you would like to give a shout out to on the podcast? Um, so a teacher by the name of Melissa Rapp is currently our uh, building and district teacher of the year. She is, she is actually one of only two people that has been our district teacher of the year twice. Uh, first woman was this lady by the name of Vicki Frazier. Um, I did a lot of classroom observations and stuff when I was an undergrad at Millersville in Vicki's room because my mom was Vicki's para. 
Um, and I just thought, you know, Vicki was the be all end all and she was district teacher of the year twice. In Melissa's repeated that and um, Melissa is um, absolutely amazing. Um, my nephew has her as a teacher for AP World History. Um, you'll see 50 to 60 kids come in and meet with her on a Saturday morning and study world history. And it's the most awesome thing ever. Um, when I walked up the other day and the kids were studying and kind of following up for the AP exam and they were all playing headbands and like absolutely loving the AP world vocabulary. Like who loves AP like, classroom? <laughs> um, you know, but I think there is just something absolutely magical about her. Um, she loves teaching freshmen. And um, I, I think you gotta have, you know, she's got a soft spot in her heart for making sure that the launch of high school is amazing for her students. Mm -hmm. So um, if every school could have a Melissa rap, um, it, the world would be an awesome place. Shout out to Melissa, Sherry. If you could email, connect me with Melissa. I would love to have her on the podcast as well too. Mm -hmm. let's, uh, let's take that shout out and turn it into a conversation. Sherry, if you could choose one person alive or dead to spend the day with who is not a family member, who would it be and why? Um, I would probably pick Eleanor Roosevelt. Mm. Um, I think just knowing how forward thinking she was in terms of um, women and their sort of place in, and I think there was this um, sometimes quiet and sometimes very public displays of leadership on her part. I think she was definitely, um, influential with policy. I think you look at, you know, her involvement with the UN and being an ambassador. Um, I think she's someone I, I would really kind of like to pick her brain and think about. She was very much ahead of her time in a lot of ways. She did a lot. I don't know if you've read um, about the book Women of Kentucky and Appalachia. She wanted to increase literacy in these very remote. Uh, there's a great book by Jojo Moyes, the book Women of Troublesome Creek. Absolutely amazing. And they would get on these horses and they would deliver books up into the hills where there were no roads and there were just mule tracks and uh, coal miners. And they were just she was just trying to spread literacy. Just uh, yeah, she was very diverse in what she did. She uh, had her finger in a, in a lot of things if you if you've ever been to the fdr presidential library there's actually these filing cabinets of like all the i don't know the investigations done by the fbi about her i'm you know like you can just spend tons of time there like looking through you're like wow <laughs> <laughs> what, what what an interesting lady so yeah yeah mm -hmm. that happens when people are on the forefront other people start yeah. to question and mm -hmm. uh yeah just trying to trying to do some different things dr sherry kioski principal caesar rodney high school in delaware so fun having you on the podcast first time podcaster shout out to dr andrea thompson for connecting me with sherry super awesome thanks for all you do from kindergarten now you see them walking across the stage in high school that's got to be a definitely a really fun bookend moment for you and for the kids everybody listening thank you for all that you do and i hope that you have an absolutely amazing day